When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Climber. When you have a meeting with a music publisher, what are they looking for? What do they like and not like in songs? Well, I've helped some of the songwriting pro community get in front of legit publishers, and I'm here to drop some knowledge on you. If you want to have a successful publisher meeting, this one is for you. Johnny, do that thing. Welcome to the club! This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage in the music business. You get to do it yourself. You get to, uh, you don't need anybody's permission, but your own, okay? You got to make sure you give yourself permission to be an artist. But, hey, man, creating that business, getting those song cuts, making all that stuff happen is what has to take place first before you're going to work with the people that you want to work with. That's the new music business, and that's why we created the podcast, CLIMB, Creating Leverage in the Music Business. That's brilliant. That's a backstrom from my good friend and co-host, Mr. Brent Baxter, who's an award-winning hit songwriter with cuts by Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady A, Joe Nichols, and more. And what I love about Brent is he helps artists and songwriters like you turn pro by teaching you how to write like a pro, do business like a pro, and then on the regular, he gives you, which is what we're going to talk about today, in touch with and an opportunity to create a relationship with a pro. So you can find Brent very easily at songwritingpro.com. Isn't that name? It's just brilliant. You get away with words. <laughs> good thing you're a lyricist. There we go. Me do words good. I would like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinnell. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. They're breaking artists digitally by identifying new fans through data. Yeah, it's sexy, but Johnny knows how it works. If you're an artist looking to increase your streams, blow up your video views, sell more live show tickets, and get discovered by new fans, TV, and music industry pros, then Daredevil Production can help. Daredevil has worked with multi-platinum artists like Colin Ray, Tracy Lawrence, Ty Herndon, and Andy Griggs, just to name a few. You can find Johnny at DaredevilProduction.com. That is production singular, no S, and there's no S because there is no other Johnny D. Johnny, you know what? Before we launch into it, I was thinking something. We always say... Singers, songwriters, indie artists like you, but also the industry pro. Let's not forget them. They, the ones right. that are already in the business and looking to create more leverage in the music business. Let's not forget about them, too. So if you're listening and you're already on Music Row, God bless you. Glad you're listening. Yeah. Heck yeah, man. Heck yeah. How you been? Man, I've been good. I've been good. I'm ready to rock this out and, uh, you know, just live the life man did you guys get a bunch of snow out there too i'm uh, not near not as much as nashville not as much as nashville so it's not too bad 
And uh, we don't go anywhere anyway. So when we're home, you know, we homeschool. Hazel had to be home for a couple days. So that was harsh. But other than that, she's back at school. <laughs> she's back at school. So we're all like, ah, exhale, because the vibe is different when Hazel's in the house. We love her, but she's a monkey on morphine. So, oh yeah, she's a jackrabbit on crack. So, yeah, she's back in school. So all is well. <laughs> so, yeah, we're good, man. Okay, cool. Thank you for asking. Cool. I tell you, I'm fired up about today because today... So just like at the time of this recording, it was like two nights ago, we had a play for a publisher event. We do these on a regular basis at songwritingpro.com. And we had a buddy of mine in and uh, Paul Compton, who's used to be one of my pluggers and, and he's working at Wide Open Music. And these are always chock full of great advice for songwriters, you know. Yeah. I'll explain more about how we do it. But there's just so much good stuff from this event the other night that I just want to tease out a few lessons from it. And from just kind of what I hear from doing these so much, okay. I just want to share them with the climb community, man. Cool. And speaking of the climb community. Yeah. We want you to join the climb community on yeah. Facebook. That's at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the climb community. You have to ask to be let in, but we let everybody in unless you're a bot mm -hmm. or, you know, some kind of marketer, or a hooker. Yeah. Not that we're judging. We still want you hooking, selling, or botting in the climb community feed. That's right. <laughs> this is for singers, songwriters, and artists, indie artists, and industry pros. That's what it's for. That's right. Anyway, guys, we want to hear about everything, all things, man. The new gigs. Tell us about your gigs and a comment on the post that happens every Thursday. Tell us about your new music and a comment on the post that happens every Monday. And what we're going to talk about now is we want to hear your wins and tell us about your wins on the new Heights post that happens every Wednesday, but put it in as a comment. That's right. What do we got? That's right. We want them as comments so we know where the party is. We know where the cocktail parties are happening every day. All right. You don't want to be in the hallway like trying to chat up the I don't know, whatever, a piece of art on the wall. You want to be in where the people are. Right. And if you're not posting as a comment under the proper post, then you're just like out in the hallway just talking to air. You want to be in the room where the people are. So In the room where the movers and the shakers and the beautiful people are. That's, that's right. right. That's right. So every Wednesday we post at New Heights, and that's where we invite you to share your music-related wins with us. And so we got a couple of these that we want to share. Uh, Buddy Lee Daubertine says, I opened a recording studio with a hit songwriter, writing with Tracy Bird's uh, lead player in 20 minutes at the time he posted this. So a bunch of good stuff. Nice. So that is awesome, Buddy Lee. So, yeah, I keep up with him on social media, of course, because he's a climber and stuff, and I see it. So it looks like he has good stuff going on. I think he's down in Texas, and so he's making stuff happen down there, which is cool. Making miracles happen. I love it. That's right. Also, Mackenzie O'Brien and band posted Sugar Daddy Issues released today. Yeah. Co-writers Brent Baxter, Blue Foley, and Trick Savage. I'm so humbled to have these professionals right, right on this one with me. So thank you, Mackenzie. It was a blast to write that. So I'm also, that's a win for me. That song just came out. She's a Daredevil client, so I know it's going to be getting some spins, and some people are going to be seeing it, and I'm excited about that. So I also want to thank Mackenzie and Blue and Trick for writing that one with me. Yeah, that's this is gonna be fun, man. I'm just looking. So this, so this will come out a couple of weeks from the day that we recorded this. So the, it dropped on the 17th of January. Mm -hmm. Today's the 18th of January when we're recording this, and so it's been out a little more than like 24, 24 hours. hours and shed 4,016 streams already. I'm excited about that. Nice. And um, yeah, I think it's gonna be interesting to see how this works. We had a really cool video that I'm finishing up editing. We already put out a music, a lyric video. 
which we're going to begin to push. And it's a different song. It's a unique mm-hmm. little tune. And she did a hell of a job really just hamming it up for the video, man. Cause it's like, it's, I was just really proud of her, man. We had a really good time shooting that video and it's, it's uh, you've seen like little bits and pieces of it, but yeah, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be cool. And she just really just, she looked like a star. I mean, I, I it's just, it was magical, man. I can't wait to, I can't wait to get that done and put it out. Yeah. I'm, I'm just glad. Cause you've, you've brought it up so often on the podcast. I'm like, good. Now people can go here. Yeah. <laughs> you finally go here. Sugar daddy issues after hearing Johnny talk about it for the past two years. <laughs> since We've written it. So. It's so good. I just love it, man. I think, I think there's just so much, you know, potential for it. And, and because it's different, like I like when stuff's like really different. And that is definitely that. It's almost like, it's almost like a novelty song. Almost. It's just so almost, it doesn't, I don't know. It's just it's quirky. Yeah, it's quirky. It's quirky. That's yeah. it. Yeah. That's really so. it. And so and and lyrically and conceptually and you know, I'm I'm proud of the production. Mm-hmm. I mean, we went in there and I'm like, if look, if we don't do hooks, like everybody's gotta be hooks. Mm-hmm. Like you know, guitar player hooks, bass player hooks, like drummer hooks, every everything hooks. Like we need hooks. Yeah. Like it's gotta be that or this thing's gonna fall flat on its face, you know? And they, everybody delivered and it's, it's just fun, man. It's, yeah. Sounds like great. If you listen to the arrangements in the track and everything, it's like, you can just hear, it's like this thing, it just pumps and it's, it's cool. So I'm excited about it. Yeah. So thank you, Mackenzie for cutting it. And thank you for Johnny for cutting it as well. And oh, y'all keep on climbing. Hell yeah. And shout out, and shout out to my, my co-producer, Zach Allen, the man, the myth, the legend. Love you, buddy. Uh, we crushed it on this. Yes. Thank you, Zach. All right, so Play for Publisher, what we do is like every month in Songwriting Pro, we have like an event or two because, you know, our goal there is to help you write like a pro, do business like a pro and connect to the pros. And so to help you do that, we one of the things we do like quarterly is a Play for Publisher event where I send up the bad signal and I'm like, send in your songs for, you know, X guest that is coming on a publisher. It might be Michael August, it might be Paul Compton, it might be Tim Hunzi, it might be, you know, we've had a bunch of people come through in the years. Every one of them are pro. And so you know, send me your songs and then I go through and I A&R them and get to the 10 that I think have the best chance of catching our, our guest ear in a good way mm-hmm. of being a good door opener. Mm-hmm. And so I do all the A&R and then we get together the 10 top 10 riders. Which, hold on. Let me interrupt you for a second, which yeah. like the A&R part is not only like, okay, you're looking for the, you know, the best songs, but also you know, we've got this level of like really competitive songs that are there. Mm-hmm. Then it's okay. Which one of these is going to be appropriate for this specific guest for this person, for this guest. Yeah. Cause I want to help create wins for my community Yeah, and I want to create wins for my guest, the publisher. Mm-hmm. So how can I help create, you know, the best way to create wins for my community is to create wins for the publisher Yeah, to try and serve them up stuff that they get excited about and writers they'll be excited about. So that's what I want to do. I want to make my guest happy and go, wow, you started up great stuff. Cause that's going to create the best wins for, for the audience. So send the songs in. I, and I listen through, I pick the 10 and so then our publisher guest and me and then the 10 writers and their co-writers are also invited. Hop on to Zoom. We go through. I play DJ. We play each song. Publisher gives their feedback on it. And then in the time, you know, each song has like eight minutes. The writer gets to have a little face to face, a little chit chat with the guest. Ask follow up questions, that kind of stuff. So instead of just like all you hear is like, oh, we play pass, keep pass. 
we wanted to have a little more educational opportunity to this to help you write like a pro and do business like a pro and to connect to the pro like does all those things because you learn it's not just a pass it's like oh it's a pass because this this and this needs some work or it's a keep because i really like this this and this and hey where are you from okay you come to town often that kind of stuff mm-hmm. so it's, it's a good time that's why we limit it and to try to make it as helpful as possible everyone that sends in a song gets a access to the replay of it because there's so much good learning and education available if you have ears to hear, right? If you're willing to look at that and go, this is how publishers think. Yeah. So I can't God, I would, I would, I would, I, like When I was like, you know, had the fleeting mm. moment for a second after getting off the road where I thought, maybe I'll be a songwriter. Yeah. And I came to Nashville. I would have given my left arm for this opportunity. Yeah, like, like what happens in what happened that there? room, you know, in the publishing room? Like how do they look at it? Mm. When it's the devil, you don't know if you haven't been in there. It's so funny, but the first thing you just, without even like consciously thinking about it, you're like, you know, what if they're mean? Yeah. Like, but you don't consciously think about it. There's just like a version to it. You just don't know. Yeah. All of a sudden now it becomes, oh, well, this is just two people talking. It's just stupidly yeah. silly as that sounds. Yeah. They're music geeks like I am. When I first went in to meet Kim Triple. Yeah. He's just a friggin' songwriter, man. But you'd have thought I was meeting Elvis or something. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't even know his songs. I didn't listen to country. I was a rock guy, but I knew he was like a big hit songwriter and I'm nervous. Yeah. Why the fuck? You know, what the hell? And so it's just that thing, you know, and I think it just is like, wow, pull back the curtain, calm down. It's just two humans. Mm -hmm. Let's start there. Yeah. And then what goes on next? Right. Like, and then, then I think you would get like to have that access and to have it more than once. Right. Mm -hmm. With all these different publishers, the game would start to slow down a little bit for you and you would yeah. start to develop like a an intuition on the nuance of it, right? Yeah. So without the nuance, and I, I just wanted to make this point, like without the new, imagine this, like if you've ever had this happen where you go to, let's say you're going to buy an SUV, you need to buy a car and you know that you need an SUV mm-hmm. and you go to the car dealership and you tell them you want to buy an SUV and the salesman comes out and starts showing you all these like, really killer cars yeah what i need is an suv it's yeah. like but look at this one's even cooler right it's better it's got more features They're like no i get it that's great but i gotta get my kids to camp yeah I, I can't put my kids like <laughs> i got five kids you know like yeah like I, I need an suv and how frustrating that would be it doesn't matter how good that other product is right. Mm. It's like, that's not what I'm looking for. That's not what I do. I do this, Mm. you know? And so that, you know, I think too often we let our artist souls get hurt by when something could simply the nuance says, Oh no, this is really good. It's just inappropriate for this particular umbrella, right? Like this particular big top 10, they specialize on this, not that. Yeah. And what's really interesting about like to say the top 10 is they're all quality songs. Yeah, of course. Like, you know, a lot of climbers are also in the songwriting pro community. And so they send in good things. So like culling down to those 10, like they're all quality songs. Mm-hmm. And that's really when it really gets interesting when there is like, it's much more nuanced kind of stuff. It's not just like, well, this was an eight minute dirge about <laughs> some, lollipops or something completely random. No. Yeah, I want to split my wrist at uh, you know forty five seconds in, but yeah, <laughs> it's like that uncanny valley, you know, like it it kind of looks like a hit, but there's something off about it, you know. And you're trying to, it's more dialing in on that stuff, which is super helpful if you're trying to get that from good to great, you know, because all these songs are good. And 
So there are many that he wanted to hear. And, again. And, oh, can, can we go down this just a little bit? One more thing about this. Yeah. Like, I, I just I want to impress everybody with this. Like before we started recording today's podcast, you and I, I wanted to drop a quick little bomb on you, right? About like a book that I'm reading yeah. on sales stuff and, and different marketing stuff that I'm doing. And that conversation ended up lasting like an hour. Yeah. Why? Because we're both all of a sudden the wheels are turning. Like when you get that new information, I'm not sitting there pissed off that like the funnels for my clients don't have this. It's just invigorating me. Like I'm excited. Like all of a sudden I became super productive. I read that one thing or those two things that I Mm -hmm. like. Dude, this is the first two chapters of this book. Like I did this and then now I've, I'm rewriting all this stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Because I'm so excited because I, I learned something new that can be, and I knew where to incorporate it. Yeah. So it's like to be that fly on the wall, to be able to have access and see those meetings. Mm-hmm. Like back when I was going to do that, I was like, I would have killed for that because it's, it would have been so, it would have made me so much more creative Yeah. too. Like so much like invigorated, like, Oh, okay. I, I'm seeing where the bar is. And also I've been given a couple tools mm-hmm. to reach that. And now I'm, I'm going to go back and, and redo this. So I just think it's invaluable, man. I really do. Yeah. So it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a good time. And and the stuff I want to share on this, it's not just from the last event, but they like, these are things that come up again and again mm-hmm. in these. I've been doing these for several years now, had a lot of pros on different genres, different stuff. And a lot of stuff is just kind of commonalities, but there are a few that I just want to kind of cherry pick that if you did send in a song, the replay is already in your inbox. Watch the whole thing because there's a lot more than I have time to get to today. And that's part of the, you know, hey, the benefit of sending a song. And even if you don't make the top 10 this time, you still get a chance to win, which is really important. Hey, a quick question. When you yeah. when you send out those to everybody that enters, when they get the replay on it, when you send that out, do people ever respond because i'd be interested to know like what all those writers who sent something in like after they watched it was there something that they picked up from it an angle maybe that you hadn't thought about that could be shared with other people and stuff do they ever respond to it not that they ever say (laughs) not that they ever should ask them yeah i mean i get you know i'll hear from people that were in the top 10 hear wins from them and that kind of stuff but yeah other people that watch the replay so hey if you watch the replay and you picked up a nugget that i don't cover today hit me up it might already be in my notes that i because i'm always taking notes during it because mm-hmm. part of it hey i'm learning i'm getting reinforced on stuff i'm doing right and stuff i can because i'm always looking to get better yeah so again I'm not covering everything but hey yeah let, let me know hit me up email me you got my email in your inbox with the replay so feel free to just respond to it that would be fascinating yeah. to me yeah all right, so here's a couple of things. Paul says something I thought was really cool, a, a good way of serving it up. He said, your verse is like a funnel. Everything drives the listener to the course, mm-hmm. right? It's funnel. like there's only one spot is coming out of a funnel. It's not a sieve, it's a funnel. Mm-hmm. And so everything in your verse is, is bringing that listener along, dropping them off, boom, right at the course. Mm-hmm. So there's, it's about focus, yeah. right? It's about focusing your verse where like this is where it's going to come out. And so just you want to make sure that when you're writing your lyric, it's like, is it unfocused? Is it pulling in a couple different directions before it hits to the chorus? Or is it just that like that line of focus, like we're moving you from A to B to chorus, A to B to chorus, like boom, it's it's intentional. Sometimes on a, on a first write, it may not happen like your first draft, and that's fine. But once you kind of figure it out, that's what rewriting mm-hmm. can do for you to go, okay, 
it's cool. Oh, I found it. I found out what we're about. You know, some, they say sometimes the first draft is to find out what your book or your song is about. Well, that's cool. That's fine. Now that you know, a necessary what it's about, step, a necessary step. Yeah. yeah. Now that you know what it's about now, I can go back and make sure everything maps to that. And that verse funnel just brings them right to the core. So they're set up for mm. it. So I just thought that was an interesting way to look at it, is your verse is like a funnel. Everything it's moving the listener through that funnel, right to that course. And he also talked about making sure that your hook lands with a punch. You know, there, there's a song or two. He's like, ah, the hook landed, kind of landed flat for me. And Paul unpacked this. And he says, you want to make sure, and through, you know, this is kind of picking up on a couple songs. So I'm kind of doing an amalgamation here, but like there are some songs that, you know, there's a song that maybe didn't set up the course, the hook as well, because there weren't enough breadcrumbs dropped along the way. Like in the first line, kind of reference the theme thing. And then it doesn't, mention it again to like the end of the course mm-hmm. it's like man it didn't like it wasn't all leading to that like he kind of didn't have the funnel thing like i needed some more breadcrumbs so that when the you know that hook hit i was like oh it was there all the, the time off yeah it's yeah 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 you got to set up to pay off yep and there was enough setup through there to pay off it just kind of if you just miss the first line you'd be like oh that came out of nowhere it might be, oh, it's fine, but it's not going to hit like it could. Yep. So, yeah, you want to set it up so you can pay it off. You want to leave enough breadcrumbs that, and for different songs, maybe more breadcrumbs than others, but you want to leave enough breadcrumbs that, you know, one thing we have as, as listeners or as writers is the curse of knowledge. If we know where we're going, yep. you know, we have that in our head the whole time, but we got to make sure that, keep in mind, the listener only knows one line at a time. Yeah. First time they hear that song. The true art of communication. First time they hit the song, <laughs> at one point, all they know is the first line. All they know are the first two lines. Yeah. All they know are the first three lines. And when they get to that hook, it's the first time they've heard it. Have you built in enough setup for that payoff? So that's really important. You know, we talked about when you hit that hook or that title, it's great if it can be both surprising and inevitable. Okay. Okay. Like, oh, I'm surprised. Oh, that was great. But what else could that have been? Oh, of course. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Oh, my Genius. God. Yeah. <laughs> right? So we talked about The Sixth Sense, you know, that movie, Bruce Willis movie, Sixth Sense. Mm-hmm. No spoilers here in case you haven't watched a 30-year-old movie. But first time you see it, there's this incredible payoff at the end. And it's like that surprising and inevitable. Like, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh. And you're like, the breadcrumbs were all there. It's, they set it up. It didn't come out of nowhere. It wasn't with well, the ex-dose machina. It was there. They set it up. They dropped the breadcrumbs. And when it hits, it's both surprising and inevitable. Like, of course, what else could that have been? And so that's super important that your hook has that kind of thing. Something you want to land with some energy. So if it's too obvious, too conversational, it can land flat. Like, oh, well, yeah. I mean, it's the whole, you know, why the chicken cross the road? Well, to get to the other side. If you've heard that joke a bunch, that's no longer... Oh, yeah. The first time you hear it, it's like, oh, that's funny because it's so obvious. But you don't want your title to be that. Yeah. So obvious. Like, oh, okay. Is that it? (laughs) You know, that's all you had. That was it. Right. Okay. (laughs) You don't want that. So some sort of twist, something that gives land with some stank. I mean, both melodically, yes, but also just some sort of twist, some sort of surprise, but inevitable. Another thing we talked about is uh, Paul mentioned a lot. It's like talked about the presentation of the song was really good. So we had piano vocal, we had full band demos, stuff that was like in the box and stuff that sounded like it might've been like a live band or whatever. 
your recording should fit the vibe of the song. So whether piano vocal or full demo, either case, you want a good performance and a good recording and it needs to fit the vibe of the lyric. Yeah. Right. So now it's one thing if you're, it just helps when you're playing for a publisher. Now, once you're working with a publisher, they're going to turn in probably work tapes a lot and they're going to be able to need to hear a good song in that work tape. But especially when you're trying to make that first impression, you want to come with a good recording. Mm-hmm. Like we had one, Elizabeth, she played a song. It was her playing piano. She's a really good piano player. She's a good singer. And Paul was like, that's great. That's all this song needs because of what the song was. Mm-hmm. And it was a good performance and a good recording. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, this kind of thing, I think that's all you need. Yep. Other things, if it's a big rock thing or a big anthem thing, hey, you're going to want more stuff in there. Yeah, I always think about like, if you think about like Tim McGraw's truck yeah yeah and a piano vocal on that probably not gonna land right you know what i mean like (laughs) you need a little bit more of that production thing to make that work as opposed to a piano vocal or an acoustic vocal the house that built me where you're just like yep okay let's go yeah that's all that needs yeah yeah because i mean the production on the cut on that was very smart both number one hits, right? Both, mm-hmm. uh, or no, she didn't have a number one with House of Built Me, did she? She didn't. Oh, yeah, she, I'm sure that was number one. I mean, it was like song of the year, at least. I don't think that was a number one. I don't think she ever had a number one until she was uh, did the duet with Jason Aldean. But it was probably top 10. I don't know, but it was song of the year. I know that. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was song bigger the than a number one, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So both songs just delivered fully what you know you would want a song to do yeah in the business world but interesting one a little bit more production value mm-hmm. than the other and know the difference right yeah and just having a good professional presentation when you're presenting in a professional way and and i've had work tapes make it through to the play for publisher by the way so i don't you know just discount one i'm looking for a song yeah and so you know, I'll play a work tape. I've, I've had work tapes get through and get good responses. I've had piano vocals, guitar vocals, full band, whatever. I try to be just, I'm looking for songs because mm-hmm. I know the people I bring on can hear that stuff, but it certainly is an added bonus that, I mean, Paul mentioned several times. Oh, that's a good demo. Like, cause it shows that you can do that, that like you've got that part of the business too, that you can, you can move it that far down the line yep. yourself. So it shows more parts of the business that you have a handle on, which is good. That never hurts, but you just want to make sure it fits what you wrote. And, and also think about how it's consumed. Like, you know, with, when a publisher's, how is a publisher going to bring your song to market? A lot of times it's a pitch meeting. Yeah. Where the publisher's there with the A&R person or the artist mm-hmm. or the producer, or maybe all of them mm-hmm. or two out of three. And they're playing a bunch of songs in a row. Mm-hmm. So can your song sit in between two better produced demos and yeah. hold water? You know, like yeah. you have to ask yourself that question. If it can, good. It's a strong melody. It's a strong verse and enough on its own. Or like, you know, an acoustic version probably of something like truck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Isn't going to sit well like that, even though that song did everything it was supposed to do. It just requires more of the listener. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you may not always be playing it for someone who can hear that. Now, again, for the play for publisher, we're not concerned with that because it's trying to introduce you, start a relationship with the publisher. And if they love it, then they may go demo it. Or, you know, it's it's not that step. It's not the end pitch to an artist. It's to a publisher who 
is going to hear a good song and a good writer start building relationships. So it's not as important on this step, but it definitely helps. Yeah. Just present that professional, like good first impression, mm-hmm. even though, heck, I've, I've played work tapes during these, but having a good presentation. So we want to think about that. Is it fitting what you're doing? Another thing is it's important that the lyric and the melody are well married. They must kind of fit well together and support each other. Mm-hmm. Is the phrasing sitting in there well in a either just cool way, a natural way, a conversational way, a compelling way, in a memorable way? Like, does it feel like, I don't know what came first, the lyric or the melody? They both, uh, they must have come together because they just like, I can't imagine either one without the other, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's super important that they sing well. I'm a coaching client of mine got gifted me. It was a really nice gift that Paul McCartney, like double book of lyrics. Oh, wow. Like this big old, like box set book thing. And so like all these lyrics and the story behind them was super, very, such a thoughtful gift and generous. And so I've been just kind of going through slowly kind of like daily tastings and just enjoying you know, mm, whatever. Marinating them. Marinating them. And like, I don't have to blow through this book. I'll be working on this for a while. So, and McCartney though, you know, it's just funny when you read a lot of those lyrics by themselves they don't have nearly the impact that they do when you hear it. Without the melody, yeah. Because McCartney is so melodic. He's such a melody guy, and he's great at it. You know, I mean, he's he's a legend. But it's a very different experience reading some of those songs that maybe I didn't know from like the Wings era or some of that stuff. Just reading the lyric by themselves, they don't they don't read as well as they sing. And some country has just has a different lyrical sensibility that's going to probably be a lot tighter lyrically. But that's one thing that McCartney and Lennon and stuff did really, really well is that those, I mean, it, those words sing so well. They're so well married to the melody. Yeah. And so you want that. You want your song to sing, to feel natural, to be some a singer wants to sing and to fit in there really well. Mm-hmm. You don't want your lyrics to be totally subservient to the melody. Like it's not the redheaded stepchild. It is equal partner, like a marriage. They need to complement each other, bring out the best in each other both be strong on their own both have pay respect to the lyric i'm not saying that just yeah just put anything in there it'd be fine give respect to it yep nashville is still very much a lyrical town but man it's got to sing or it won't get sung yeah so that's another thing now uh, let's see you want your song to be easy for the listener to follow some songs require a lot of the listener just like we were talking about some work tapes and stuff may require a lot from the listener like it's better to have a a clean guitar vocal than it is to have a bad work tape, mm-hmm. like a dated 1980s sounding, you know, demo. Mm-hmm. I'd re- it's better to have a clean guitar vocal. Why? Cause I'll have to unhear certain things. Yeah. The big, the big nineties uh, reverb on the vocal, like uh, it makes it feel old. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and so you also want your, your song to be, um, don't require too much of the listener generally for mass audience kind of songs so there are a couple of songs paul was like man there's just a lot going on that i gotta like and we got we're listening we got the lyric in front of us we got the lyric on screen you can hear the song and like even following along with lyric in front of us like okay this is requiring a lot of the listener there's a lot going on here in this first verse whoo you know kind of getting lost in the weeds here Mm -hmm. so you know maybe a lot of characters a lot of action there's just kind of too much it's like how can you simplify things or so was that lyrically that he was saying that? Yeah, like lyrically, there's just like a lot going on. Like, okay. whoa, what? I got to really be dialed in here, and I'm having to think about it. And I'm having to work. Like, you're getting, you're putting me. 
I had to work some. <laughs> who is that person in the second line again? Like, yeah, exactly. Is that is that a subplot? I just thought we're three person to go. Side yeah. quest in the pre-course. Yeah. So you, know, you want to keep it simple, songwriter, right? K I S S. Keep it simple, songwriter. Not simplistic. It doesn't have to be simplistic. There's a difference between simple and simplistic. Mm-hmm. But you want to be. And I look at it again, it's easily digestible, right? Can I digest? Because again, one line at a time, you track it with me, you track it, you follow me, you with me, you with me, you with me, right? You should be thinking about that after every line, you with me? Second line, you with me? Third line, you with me, right? Mm -hmm. Because you can't stop. They're not going to pause it and contemplate, go, okay, you know, there's sometimes in songs where I I have to like recalibrate because, oh, I thought we were doing this. Oh, we're doing that. Okay. No, that's not what I thought. Okay. Let me, okay. What, 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 what did I just miss? Yeah. If, if, if there's room for misinterpretation yeah. on what's going to happen, then it's, you know, it's a problem, right? It's like Murphy's Law. If it can't be misinterpreted, it will be. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And so you want to have that kind of, each line, they're following with you. So sometimes there's just like way too much going on and you're just giving them like this dense block of lyric that's like, wow, that's a lot. Other times you may have the curse of knowledge that we talked about earlier. And since you know what's going on, you don't give them enough. Mm-hmm. You don't give enough breadcrumbs. You don't have enough dots for them to connect. You see the whole picture in your head, but they don't. Cause again, remember they don't know anything yet. All they know is what they've already heard from your song, which may be three lines or four lines or whatever. And so that can also make the song hard to follow because there's not enough there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, you try to, you write these things and you try to always keep an eye on going, okay, if I didn't know what I know, what would I know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what am I giving the listener? Okay. Cause remember, this is not for us to, you know, just it's great. If you write some songs just for yourself, that's cool. But if you're writing songs for publishers, for people to hopefully get out in the commercial marketplace, they have to understand what's going on. I mean, that helps certain genres, you know, talking about the Beatles come together. What's going on. It's a killer vibe, mm-hmm. and I don't know if there's anything else going on. And words that sound interesting and really married to the melody well, and there's not. It's not about what it's about. Yeah, but country is a much more lyrical format. CCM, Christian Southern Gospel, a lot of bluegrass. You know, they're much more lyrical. So you know, you want your listener to be along for the ride and not be lost and frustrated. So that's another thing. If a publisher or anybody gets kind of lost and has to do too much work, hey, I got other things I can do. Yep. I got lost. You know, I've, I've been in publisher meetings where the guy clicks off the songs. Like, I got a little lost there yeah. and he's on, he's on, on to the next one. Right. It's over. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you want to do your handholding. And so this is, I mean, that's just a, a few of the insights from last night. So just kind of recounting some of these, a verse is like a funnel. You want everything to move the listener to the course. The whole verse is just moving them along to that course. You want to make sure the hook lands with a punch. So you want to make sure that you've set it up significantly enough adequately for that payoff. You also want to make sure it's not like just too conversational, too obvious and too like bland. Mm-hmm. If you're talking about whole, you know, the whole song is like, you know, this is a very basic example, but like you treat me like crap and you cheat on me and da, 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 da. And the course is, so I'm leaving. <laughs> oh, like, you don't say. Well, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. mm-hmm. but if it's like, you know, here's a story about my house, my handprints on the front steps are mine and my dog's buried under that tree, blah, 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 blah. And this is the house that built me. Then you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Or, or you treat me like crap and you cheat on me. And so I dug my key into the side of his pretty yeah. little souped up four wheel drive. 
<laughs> carve my name into his leather seats. Like, holy crap. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and part of that is like in, say, before he cheats that Carrie Underwood smash, they never use the word cheat until the hook. That's right. You keep your powder dry. So that's that's a technique to do that too. Like, oh, don't use that word yet because that let takes some of the steam out of it. Because I'll see that sometimes in songs where they use the... Sometimes you, you hammer that word over and over and over again. That becomes the thing, right? Yeah. Other times you want to save it. Yeah. That way it lands with maximum impact. Like if she'd been saying like, you're cheating on me and you cheated with her and you're a cheater and she's a cheater. Next time you'll think before you cheat. You'd be like, eh. Yeah. But you just paint a picture of this... So we know what's going on. We know there's cheating going on, but you haven't said it yet. Yeah. And then you get like, maybe next time you'll think before you cheat, it's fresh and it has that power. So you want to make sure your hook lands with a punch or a little bit of a twist. Right now. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> Fitting presentation is really important. So you don't want me to have to work too hard to hear what you're saying. Because mm -hmm. then, then I'm having to spend energy just catching the words, not experiencing the words, that kind of stuff. And just having a good professional presentation when you're presenting to professionals to use words to twice in the same sentence. The other thing is make sure that the lyric and the melody are well married. So they need to fit together and support each other. And you want your song to be easily digestible. Follow. Remember the listener only knows what you've told them so far. They don't have a crystal ball. They haven't seen the end of it. So you got to make sure that they stay with you. Otherwise you may lose them. They may not hear that killer bridge or that killer hook because they checked out because you're like, okay, pass. Yeah. So that's just some of the stuff. We do these play for publisher events on a regular basis. I mean, we just did that. Now we're doing a, um, we're launching, about to launch a co-write pitch event, which gets you in front of a, an artist or a hit songwriter for a chance to, for co-write. We do pro connect events, which is another way to get in front of. Oh, a, really? That's fun. Yeah. Uh, to get in front of another pro. And so we do these on a regular basis. If you're interested and you want to get your stuff in front of a pro or to watch the replays and learn. You can do all that by starting your 14-day free trial of songwritingpro.com today. Um, that's not all we do. But again, the whole thing is about helping you write like a pro, do business like a pro, and connect to the pros because that's what we're all about there. So again, it's songwritingpro.com. That's what I got. Love it, guys. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, that brings us to the end of another Killer Climb episode, y'all. Make sure that you join the Climb community. Follow the podcast on the platform and tell a friend about it. Right. You know, like you're here for a reason. Help us help them. Help us help you help them. Right? <laughs> and you're cool. We're cool. And they're better. And everybody wins. Right? So www. This podcast exists because we want you to win. So keep on climbing. And we'll see you at the top. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. 
and why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.